Postcards from a Dying World, the podcast. For more than a decade, I've reviewed over 1,000 books that are mostly science fiction, horror, and bizarro. This feed will feature bonus audio I have produced over the years, as well as a monthly digest of reviews based on what I've read each month, plus the occasional bonus material about my own fiction. Thanks for listening. All right, I'm David Agronos. I'm uh, author of Boo Boys of the Wolf Rag, Punk Rock Ghost Story, and the recently released Flesh Trade, co-written with Edward Morris. Um, and I'm here with Marvin Vernon. We're going to talk about The Boy on the Bridge. Marvin, can you tell the people who you are? Sure. As you already said, my name is Marvin Vernon. Um, I am a book reviewer. Um, I do science fiction, horror, and uh, sometimes mystery. Uh, I have my own uh, b- uh, book review blog called The Novel Pursuit, but you can also catch me on Goodreads. Um, aside from that, I also do reviews for um, a very various uh, uh, horror sites, such as Hell Note and By Zombie. And um, currently, was not for long, uh, Dark Discovery, which unfortunately uh, is a physical magazine that unfortunately is going to be in its, um, in its lifespan. Right. Um, all right. So uh, we're going to talk about Boy on the Bridge by uh, M.R. Carey, Mike Carey. And uh, we're just, this is, you know, I'm sure some of you will have found this on YouTube, and we're just going to have a discussion about the book. I read it probably over a month ago. Actually, I read it on my way to the to watch the totality of the solar eclipse on my flight back to the Midwest, and so I read most of it in one sitting on the plane, um, which was a good way to read it. It's a good plane read, and what we want to do is basically, you know, uh, provide a discussion uh, first without spoilers, and then we'll get more serious into what happened in the novel. So before, let me just intro. If you don't know who M.R. Carey is, it is the it is a pen name for Mike Carey, uh, who is was primarily known for writing comics. He wrote Lucifer, which has been recently made into a TV show, and wrote uh, many of the best issues of Hellblazer. In fact, I don't know about you, Marvin, but he's my favorite Hellblazer writer. Um, but I don't know if you're even a Hellblazer reader, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not. I've actually never heard of Mike Carey until uh, somebody's told me Mark Carey is Mike Carey. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, he wrote, um, and he had a series of... Um, Horror, no- uh, horror novel series about a exorcist named Felix Castor that were okay. They were the, I read two of the books. I shouldn't say I read all of them, but I read two of them. They were okay. But um, I really feel like, I don't know, when he changed his name to M.R. Carey and he wrote The Girl with All the Gifts was definitely, um, for me, um, as somebody who's already a fan of his writing, I think he went to another level with that. We'll get back to that in a little bit, but I just wanted to give people some context for who uh, Mike Carey is, if if you're not familiar. Um, it's a very popular book, The Girl with All the Gifts, so I'm assuming that there are probably some people who are fans of that book who don't even know or haven't even read the Mike Carey books. Um, now, the Felix Castor books are really similar to Hellblazer, actually, and 
the exorcist in it like he uses a flute <laughs> to do the exorcisms and um they're really good books the one thing that i always had a problem with is that he wrote them in um present tense um <laughs> which was really weird like a screenplay tense um but uh, you know whatever um they are what they are um but you um you saw marvin you saw the movie of the girl with all the gifts but you you haven't read the first book right that's correct. I have not read the first book. I did see the movie. In fact, I watched the movie again this week, just knowing we're going to be doing a review. Um, immediately after I read Boy with uh, the Boy in the Bridge. Well, and, and I should say this, as somebody who read the book first before the movie was made, um, the movie is really, really faithful. So um, uh I would say it's slightly better than the movie, and I'm not one of those people that automatically always assumes the book is better. Uh, for example, Children of Men is a fantastic movie and a totally garbage book. Um, it, you know, it happens from time to time. But um, in the case of The Girl with All the Gifts, um, it is pretty close to the book. Um, but the book, The Girl with All the Gifts, was... Um, I'm not sure if it was the year before or two years ago. I think it was two years ago. It was in my top ten reads of the year. It was definitely um, a fantastic read. And um, one thing I will say about The Girl with All the Gifts is, whether it's a movie or the book, you're better off if you go into it as cold as possible, if you know as little about the plot as possible. And that's why it's kind of hard to talk in you know, general about this series without um uh you know giving away some of the things that make it fun because the mystery and the way it unfolds because part of the girl with all the guests is that in the beginning you don't really understand what's going on you know that there are these kids and they're in this prison and per, per, and they're being used for experiments but you're not really sure what's going on so it takes away some of the elements of um, oh, this is just another zombie book, right? And um, yeah. and so if you know that going in, it, it, it kind of takes away a little bit of it. But I'm assuming that some of the people that listen to this have read The Girl with All the Gifts and, and you know, want a clue into The Boy and the Bridge. Or you maybe you finished Boy and the Bridge and you just want to think about it more and you want more discussion. So that's what we're here to do. Um, so... Uh, your initial thoughts on reading the boy on the bridge with um on a non-spoiler level how did you feel about it um well i gave it five stars <laughs> i think that uh, pretty much says how much i liked it um i i think you can read boy on the bridge without having any idea about uh the girl with all the gifts uh, you you're, you basically are you know, it happened quite a few years before i think at 20 and uh, so you're going into it uh, pretty fresh. It doesn't you really don't need to know much about to grow up with all the gift to enjoy the the book. Although um, I think it will help you. You kind of have some aha moments had you read it because of that. Uh, the Boy on the Bridge uh, I found to be quite an exhilarating novel. It uh, had a lot of action. And uh, also it had much, it very uh, interesting on an intellectual level. Um, we go uh, without, without giving spoilers. Essentially, you have twelve uh, people in the novel, all on a um, on a sort of 
large terrain vehicle called Rosie. And so you're, you're learning about these 12 people in a very claustrophobic environment that as they relate to the world that they see, the zombie holocaust basically. And uh, I think that's where I found it so interesting to have this um, small, what I call microcosmic society of these 12 people on your, your, uh, on this vehicle. And uh, on that level and on the level of a beginning world building of this uh, uh, apocalypse, um, get that word out there, <laughs> apocalypse, um, I found it quite interesting and I really enjoyed it all the way through. Right. And I think the characters were um, very, they're very important to this book um, it, and the differences and the, the things that are going on between the characters um, really uh, push the plot forward. And um, it, 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 it's a very character centric story. And I think that some some apocalypse novels kind of deal with the um, the concept or the the pitch of the idea, you know, more so. And I think, it, well, there is a high concept here in this novel. I think um, the lens is really focused on the characterizations like uh, Doctor Khan. And uh, what was the savant character's name? Stephen? Stephen? Stephen Graves. Yeah, Stephen Graves. And um, in particular, I think those two characters were, were, were really, really strong. I know some people probably um, have a hard time getting used to Stephen Graves as a character with, like, and I know I've heard sometimes him referred to as autistic. And as, speaking of somebody who works with autism, I think he's more of a savant than um uh and if he is autistic he's high functioning for sure um but uh i think between those two characters we we're we're um it gives the novel a very different feel and they're definitely the window to which we view the story Yes, I, I can see that. Uh, but uh, Stephen Graves actually was my favorite character. And I think one of the strong points of the book is that Carrie uh, wrote about his character, wrote about Stephen in a way that you really sort of perceived what was going on in his eyes. Uh, you could understand his uh, almost paranoia about the others and his um, discomfort. Right. Uh, and it went along. I think that was one of the strong points of the novel. Right. And um, so, you know, if you look at it, um, you know, one of the things that's the strength of The Girl with All the Gifts is that it takes a, uh, a, 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 a genre, subgenre, and kind of subverts all the tropes and does something totally different and has a totally different like way of getting into the story via the the children and um in in this in a sense uh the boy on the bridge is a little bit more straightforward um but partially because it goes backwards and it tells us um the early parts of the apocalypse so before we get into like nitty-gritty talking about um 
details of the book that involves spoilers um why don't we just like give an overall summary of when you can start with this like um how do you do you recommend this book is is it high on your list for the year how did, how did you feel about it overall marvin well i'm definitely looking at it as one of the top 10 and i was very impressed by it now of course as you already said this is the first uh, carry book i have read of any mike or mr and I was very impressed by it. Um, as far, oh, I highly recommend it, and I recommend it pretty much for anyone, not just those who write read horror science fiction. I think there's enough going on in it that per, people who simply like conventional style uh, uh, fiction would really enjoy this novel a lot. I think it would have a high audience. Well, and that's one of the things that's interesting is The Girl with All the Gifts was a big surprise hit. Um, I mean, they didn't, I mean, if an author is not even marketing it under his main name, he, I'm, I'm assuming he didn't, I, I didn't, he didn't foresee it becoming his biggest hit. Um, and definitely this book was a surprise cult hit. Um, it was very successful. The word of mouth on this book was, on, on The Girl with All the Gifts was huge. To the point that his next M.R. Carey book, Fellside, which was not um, in this universe, they they went through a lot to, you know, they put the girl with all the gifts in a little circle on the cover, and they did everything they could to try and connect it to the girl with all the gifts, to the point where I thought that was a sequel um, to, to the girl with all the gifts when I picked it up to read it, and um, it was not, it was totally different. And not as strong, by the way. Um, but, uh, so for me, the boy, the boy on the Bridge is um, not quite as good as A Girl with All the Gifts. But um, a really, really solid follow-up to it. Um, I did really, really enjoy it, but it did not have the... Um, huge impact on me that the girl with all the gifts did as far as like that that one just you know blew me away although there were moments when we get into spoilers that uh, i was really 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 impressed by but i think you're right i think this is a um a book with mass appeal um science fiction readers could get into it um horror readers for sure um and uh the strong characters really, really make that happen. So, all right, we're going to do our uh, spoiler horn. Um, <laughs> and here at the 14 minute and 30 second mark, we are going into spoilers. So, um, yeah, the, the thing about The Boy on the Bridge is that um, it is not a sequel. It's a prequel. <laughs> and... What worked for me is because it had been a long time since I, a couple of years since I read The Girl with All the Gifts, and I saw the movie right when it came out. But uh, when I started reading it, I just assumed it was a sequel, that it took place around the same time of the events or in the future. And so for a good portion of the book, I didn't realize that it was happening earlier. And it may have been on me, I may have missed little clues or whatever. But what was cool is, is that it provided an aha moment. For me later in the book to realize like oh wait they're still developing the e-blockers which are the things they put on their skin to keep them from being smelled by the hungries right and so for that reason 
later for me uh there was it was almost like a twist to realize that it was a prequel because we never hear years or dates or anything like that and so i know that it probably wouldn't be the same for you because you hadn't read the first book but um that was one thing that i really enjoyed about the way that it rolled out well when i read it i didn't know what going it was a prequel i already seen um some information on it um do for those who haven't haven't read it, uh, as a people, it's exactly 20 years uh, before the girl uh, went on the gift, but it's also 10 years after the beginning of the apocalypse. So that gives you kind of a time frame where they are. Yeah, and it gives it, and, and in that sense, um, there's some really neat um, there's some really neat moments with. Um, the place they're at in the universe in, in that time towards the apocalypse with you know uh, trying to find food and those kinds of things and uh, in that sense the girl with all the gifts like being so far in the future um, <laughs> you know what that does is that it, it creates um, a totally new kind of environment um, but um, you know, I think one of the things that was tough probably for Carrie in, in developing this prequel is that um, the kids in The Girl with All the Gifts and that little world is such a huge part of what hooks you in the first one, right? And he right. Couldn't, and he couldn't do that here, right? So um, it was cool that he found a way to create interesting characters and you know, it's funny because um, Rosie, the tank, right, that they, the um, all-terrain vehicle, is kind of briefly mentioned in The Girl with All the Gifts, and I, I in that sense, I should have seen, seen it coming, but um, I didn't remember it, and I had to go back and flip through the book to find references to it, and there, there's small references to it. Yeah, actually, for those who have seen the movie, you do see Rosie at the at the uh, later part of the film. Right, right, and and um, and, and so what I think is cool is is that um, it adds texture to the world, um, but in the same sense, like you could go back now and read the girl with all the gifts as a sequel if you've already read the boy on the bridge, but. Uh, for me, it was cool to do it this way because that discovery, right, of the fact that um, these kids are sort of like the zombies, but not all the way. Um, the reveal in The Girl with All the Guests was done so well because it was such a good mystery that um, the Boy on the Bridge story is better to go second, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you could read this book without having any um, information on the girl with all the gift and she'll enjoy it quite a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. And, um, and, in, and in that sense, like, um, and I thought about that a lot because, well, you know, that's when you started to figure out, when I started to figure out, oh, wait, this is a prequel, is like, you know, you you realize that they're discovering these kids and, it kind of gives this background of, of what is setting up the girl with all the guests. Now, on to um, some of the things that... Um, now, I know you said you like Steven as a character. There's a part in Chapter 38 
It's on pages 241 to 244. And Dr. Khan is bit, right? And she's infected. And Stephen realizes that he has, like, maybe a minute, 30 seconds. I, I don't have the book in front of me right now, but he has a very short amount of time to um, <laughs> to uh, perform an operation. Yeah, basically save her life, yes. Yes, and the way it was written was really cool because what he did was is he basically did all the steps second by second, and, and so it was just... You know, he'd have the countdown and then and the action, like, you know, um, you know, one minute, 30 seconds, um, grab bandages, one minute, 35 seconds, you know, uh, open bandages. And I can see where somebody might be annoyed by that, but I thought it was really cool, um, just something I hadn't seen before. But... What it does is it shows action and character at the same time, right? One little mm-hmm. little bit. But it also sets up a moment much later where um, <laughs> Dr. Khan is basically like saying to Stephen, like, hey, thanks for saving me. And, you know, he basically has like a, <laughs> a, a very analytical approach to saying, like, uh, I had a reason for doing this. I didn't really do it. And even though we know he has feelings for her, but he basically coldly tells her, like, um, I didn't really think I was saving your life, <laughs> right? Um, right, remember that. Yeah. yeah, I had a reason for doing that. And those were two of my favorite moments in the actual writing of the book. Um, and those showed me, like, some real strength storytelling strength from M.R. Carey. I don't know if you had any moments for you that that felt strong like that. Well, that part went very much in the character of Stephen. Um, throughout the book, we get kind of a uh, sense of what he's about, what he can and can't do. He's terrible at confronting. He even, he even, he really hates being confronted. Uh, he'd rather be isolated. Um, and going on with what he loves to do and, and the problems he loves to solve. And like I said before, he was my favorite character. And a lot of that had to do with that, how uh, he may have been different than the others, but he really understood where it was coming from. Um, I have to like the place where the children first come out and we start to meet him. Um, there, I thought there was a great spot in the uh, beginning with Stephen, which he had gone out at night to observe uh, the zombie-like creatures, uh, they call them the hungries. And he had learned how to use a knee blocker and how to move. He had learned how to move around them. And he started to realize there's one girl who is not like the others. And it's not a hungry, or may not be a hungry, but is definitely recognizing him, and he doesn't understand how. And you get that sense from him that, uh, wait, wait, this isn't supposed to be happening. It's supposed to be happening the way I, I think it's supposed to be happening. And it throws him off. And I thought that was uh, both a nice scene, a lot of tension, a lot of excitement, uh, but also it helped with the character of Stephen. Well, and it also did a good job of setting up, like, a really creepy atmosphere, and I think, um, you know, since a lot of zombie stories or zombie-like stories, like, kind of rely on, um, 
on uh, the running around killing zombies and the kind of gore and, and the action of it is one of the things that was cool about both the girl with all the gifts and boy in the bridge is that um, there's parts that come from the concept but partially from the characters in the setting that really create moments of creepiness you know that, that, like it's it's a really like you know when they have to leave Rosie when he leaves Rosie at night and when Khan has to go out to try and find him right um, and all those moments uh, there it, it's very creepy and on top of it being inside Rosie and the inner dynamics that they have as characters creates an isolation and a claustrophobia when they figure out that uh, Dr. Khan is pregnant you know when everyone figures out that Dr. Khan is pregnant and they have no way to get her back you know and then here comes the baby and they're in this like really tight situation um it just gives the book a um a tight tension that um a lot of books in this subgenre just don't have um and that and that's one of the things that i think worked for me is is like you know the the boy on the bridge has just atmosphere you know I, I don't know. That, that's, for me, that was one of the things that I really liked about it. But Yeah, the uh, claustrophobic feeling, the, the interaction of Everett's hair, uh, the people within that, within this very small environment, that was all something. Actually, the creepiest person, I, I can't, I don't have the book in front of me either, but uh, uh, maybe you remember the name, he's the gunner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the creepiest person to be because in a lot of ways, he's probably the most uh, uh, practical and... Uh, and, and I don't want to say human, but 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 uh, very practical. <laughs> and right. he's the one that I kept way I kept wondering when is this guy going to go off? Right. And I it's from the beginning it's pretty obvious that this person had his own agenda and he has his own problems and they're going to be because of the claustrophobic environment they're going to come across and they do. Well, you know, and this might come down to the marketing, but one thing that was really interesting is that. Um, with the title The Girl with All the Guests, you know, having the boy in the title, right, was probably, you know, somewhat of a marketing decision. They probably told him, like, you're going to have to have the boy somewhere in it. <laughs> and, uh, but the actual title character, the boy on the bridge, is dead. Um, uh, mm. And doesn't have any agency in the book and um, is really, um, in a lot of ways, a MacGuffin, you know. Um, but if you think about it, um, at first I was thinking, I was kind of critical of the title of like, well, this dead kid on the bridge doesn't have really a lot to do with it. But if you think about it, uh, that body, <laughs> ha um, pays off or leads into the events of the girl with all the guests because it's so much of how, um, Stephen can start to, to study, um, the kids that are are kind of half hungries or whatever <laughs> you know like um but yeah i overall um go ahead Mar Marvin. Uh, the, the title itself also i think has a um a deeper meaning too and maybe i'm putting too much into that but you know the, the, this novel and what happened in girl in the grid um, Stephen himself is sort of the bridge between the two yeah it, what he discovered uh, moved on. What he discovered will move on to an, uh, a, a new area 
and eventually to what happened with Girl to Grip uh, with all the gifts. So that may be another way to look at the title. All right. So um, let's let's uh, you know we're at right around the length that we wanted to do half an hour. So um, let's kind of wrap things up. But um, I hope that people listening to this, if they if they already read the book and you know just wanted some more insight into it, will uh, you know take the time to check out some of our other reviews and and things that that we've done. We also you and I recorded a. Um, this is our second time recording uh, a book review like this. We did um, B.K. Evenson and James D. Monaco's uh, Feral last year, um, and um, which is funny because it's kind of a similar. It's in that similar like sort of zombie genre, <laughs> right? Um, so science fiction horror too. Yeah, and so we'll have to next time do something that is not. A sort of zombie book um, <laughs> yeah but um i hope you will check out more of our reviews but uh, in the meantime um uh I, I just wanted to say that i think that the the boy on the bridge is a really ex- good example of mr carrie's work but um I, I definitely preferred the girl with all the gifts is just a little bit slightly better but I hope that people will um, check out Mike Carey's earlier work, especially the some of the issues that he did of Hellblazer. You can see um, uh, a real intense creativity of ideas. It's one of the reasons why I always liked Mike Carey's issues of, of um, Hellblazer and his take on Constantine. Uh, any th- last thoughts, Marvin? Um yeah, I'm trying to think of anything I could add uh, about the book itself. Now, uh, if you haven't read The Girl with All the Gifts, and you, but you don't want to go into it cold, uh, it sounds a little funny to say, because I usually don't like movie over book, but uh, the movie actually is a good way to kind of fill that gap. And um, you'll get a sense, and you also, as the book goes on, you will see in the book, uh, uh, it will help you kind of bridge between the two. Well, and it is an excellent movie. It is, it is, it is. it is really well done. Yeah. And um, I'm sure uh, Mike Carey himself is probably pretty happy with it. Uh, I don't see why it wouldn't be. It, it's a pretty faithful adaptation. Um, and that doesn't happen every day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <yes. laughs> yeah. Um, so, so last thing I just wanted to say... Um, yeah, um, definitely. If you haven't read *The Girl with All the Gifts*, check out that one too, um, and uh, check out uh, the other works of Mike Carey, and uh, check out both of our uh, blogs. Uh, we've got lots of book reviews, and uh, Marvin will um, will record again. Um, we just gotta look for other books that we've both read. Um, so maybe after we stop recording, we'll look and see what we've both got on tap. Uh, any other thoughts? No, um, yeah, that, just to remind you, though, my uh, blog is Novel Pursuit, and uh, come by, take a look at it, uh, leave a comment, let me know how you think, what you think about it, and um, hopefully we'll be doing this again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot. Talk to you yeah, guys later. You.